0: Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, where we'll talk with real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business leaders, athletes, and more to inspire you with their success stories so you can work hard, never give up, and dream huge. And now, let's start the show. This is the Dream
1: Huge Podcast, show number six. Failure is not an option. I mean, all the military training and schools I've been through, I've just always thought to myself, the only way I'm not going to complete this course or this mission is if I medically can't do it. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is
0: Justin Bigelow with my co-host Mark Gray and Mr. Pete Peterson here. Yo, welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast. Well, yeah, today we had Jason Seacrest with Local Project Pro on here, told us basically everything. From his military background uh, to working at a local place, the Area Agency on Aging, if I said that right. Yep. Um, you know, from family to working hard, uh, being an entrepreneur, you know, this is our longest show ever. Stay tuned, it's good to the very
2: last second. So, uh, what do you guys think? Oh, man, Jason. Great job on the mic, buddy. And, you know, you that's what I love about these podcasts. You never know what the topic is going to end up being. Um, we start with um, just his business. Um, he's a high-end remodeler in central Ohio, north central Ohio, Richland County area. So if anyone's looking for kitchens and baths, he is the man um, as far as that goes. But he dives into his military background, um, his entre- entrepreneurial spirit, and um, struggles that he had um, making the transition from military life to civilian life. Very good insight that I think can really help inspire others out there. Um, What stuck out to you, Mark?
3: He said a lot of good things. Um, One thing that I think that stood out the most to me, I've heard it before, but when he said it, it just kind of really stuck out. He said when he was quitting his job at Gorman Rupp, he said, What's the worst possible outcome, what he's doing right now? So the worst possible outcome is doing what he's doing every day right now.
2: Which is already working fine. Yeah. He was just looking to improve upon that.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. So taking that big leap, what's the worst possible outcome?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Yeah, I'd say it was a, it's a
2: safety net. Yeah. You know,
0: what's, yeah. what's if I fail, how's, where's my safety net at? When you're doing it, you're not thinking about, oh, it's, uh, I don't know what it is. No, it's the thing you're already doing.
2: Yeah. It's okay to go
0: backwards, but you're not trying to, because I think about that.
2: So My good buddy, Luke Dean Jabara, always tells me De- um, the, the greatest risk in life is not taking one.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So this, you know, and you, you two guys are great examples of that, and so is Jason Sechrist. So hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast.
0: Yeah, guys. uh, Enjoy the podcast. I'm going to ask you to like, subscribe. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. uh, What else? Spotify?
2: iHeartRadio. All Uh, the platforms. Wherever
0: you get a podcast, we're on it. The Dream Huge Podcast, please. We're on Facebook. Like, subscribe, all
2: that good stuff. You can even go to dreamhuge.com across the top of the page and click podcast right from our website. So easy way to find it there. You don't have
3: to listen on Podbean.
0: There
2: you right. go. Good disclaimer. Podbeam is going to try and send you their way, but if you have a tenacity, you'll be able to listen through your, your current app that you're already using. Yeah, so please uh,
0: <laughs> do all that good stuff. Like, subscribe. And without further ado, let's get into it.
2: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dream Huge podcast hosted by Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow, and myself, Pete Peterson. Today, we welcome our special guest. Jason Sechrist, owner of Local Project Pro, uh, localprojectpro.com. Check him out online. Local contractor, remodeler extraordinaire, um, kitchens, baths, additions, veteran-owned business, over 15 years of experience. And folks, I can testify, um, having done business with him, just does an amazing job um, on the remodeling end. so a pleasure to work with, um, but we wanted to have him on here because we don't always talk straight up real estate. We love talking with other movers and shakers and business owners and influencers in the area. So what better man than Jason Secrets? Welcome, Jason. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's been, uh, it's been eventful already. So, um, Tell us a little bit about um, your business, what, what it is that you actually do.
1: Uh, Well, I'm a small business. Um, Like Pete mentioned, uh, we do a lot of remodeling, kitchens, bathroom, a lot of vinyl plank flooring, trim work. Um, Yeah, so basically anything interior, although I am a general contractor, so I do some larger scale stuff like uh, um, additions and a little bit of concrete work. I have a network of subcontractors that I use so I can pull them in as needed depending on the scope of work.
2: Excellent. Yeah. Um, and I'm going, to, I'm going to head back right to your bread and butter, you know, um, like we talked about, the kitchens and baths, right? Kitchens mainly, because I know a lot of folks, and we see it in real estate, a lot. Of, there's a ton of dated kitchens out there, right? Oh, yeah. We haven't had that new house construction boom, really, in this area. Um, so everything that is out there is dated, really, at this point. Um, So that's where you can get a hold of Jason and dig in and get those kitchens updated. Um, um, And we we know what your return on your investment is because we've done studies. Um, The top eight of the 10 things are exterior items, entry door, garage door, um, shrubbery, uh, you know, siding. But the two main interior items to have the best return on investment, kitchens and baths. Would you guys agree? 100%.
3: Oh, yeah. I think it was uh, the garage door was number one for exterior, wasn't it?
2: I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You got it. They won't even come in and look at the kitchen or bath if it doesn't have good curb appeal. So, yeah, that's what we preach to our clients. And do you do you find that? Do you agree with that as well?
1: Yeah, I do. And I've been looking into that, too, um, because having data and, and actual facts to back up what you're telling people is important. So I've been looking into that, too. And. Just like you said, they're, gonna, they're not even going to look at the inside or they're going to assume that the inside looks like the outside. So, if you, uh, it's kind of like everything. It's kind of like us, right? If, if you don't look squared away and you don't um, present yourself well, the same thing as a house, then they're going to assume the inside is like the outside.
2: I agree. Um, Detail oriented. You, you may bring some of that from your, uh, your military background.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your military background. Uh, well, I had a. Um, Thirteen and a half years of service. Um, Thank started you. Started out, yeah, it was uh, it was an honor to serve. I can promise you that. But, what uh, branch? I started out in the army, a um, uh, psychological operations, uh, which is a was a division of special operations. I was a paratrooper, so nice. Um, a lot of schooling there, of course. Got to learn from, um, of course, brilliant people,
2: and did a tour in Iraq. To um, wait to. So- you jumped out of perfectly good airplanes yeah 27 times <laughs> oh my god <gosh. laughs> yeah it, well not just
1: airplanes uh chinooks blackhawks um i think another rotary
2: but holy cow I, yeah, you jumped so. out of a helicopter yeah yeah those
1: are the which was, one was more fun or scary well yeah it's looking back now i'd say the blackhawks are probably the most fun because you there's not so much of a racetrack. I mean, you just, you take off, you get up to altitude and then you do a small racetrack and then you're jumping. So whereas a C C-130 um, or a C 17 or a larger bird, you have more time to get kind of nervous. So yeah. Cause um, let's just get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say the most exhilarating or the most just like, wow, is as a tailgate jump out of a 130 Cause you just, you literally walk off the, the back of the aircraft. Yeah. That's the Hollywood shot. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it, it's, it's, it's great when you're not jumping with equipment, but when you have combat equipment, then you're, you kind of waddle to the door and, and jump off. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I had a um, great experience there. And then uh, I went from that to uh, a loadmaster. So I was out here in Mansfield. Um, we used to jump in Mansfield. So one day I was in the aircraft and uh, one of the guys was back there and he had a flight suit on, but he was enlisted. So I was like, you know, what's your job? What, what are you doing uh, back here in the back, basically? And he's like, well, I'm a loadmaster. I'm enlisted. But we, you know, they rig up the aircraft. They're in charge of weight and balance. And uh, long story short, I ended up interviewing and getting accepted to be uh, a loadmaster out here in Mansfield and did that on the 130 and then transitioned to the C, um, C, uh, uh, C-27. And that was short-lived. And uh, and, then, you know, and then my life kind of changed and my priorities changed. Uh, well, you know, married in the meantime, and then uh, we wanted to start a family, and I knew that I wanted to not miss any part of my kids' lives. So I, I saw it firsthand, what it does to families, and, um, and it, you know, it's a, it's a tough thing to, to be in the military and juggle the civilian life, so mm-hmm. that's when I decided to get out.
2: So then you went from, uh, you were with the Area Agency on Aging, Correct.
1: Yeah, that was my last um, job before. Uh, that's,
2: that's the job I left when I launched the business full time. So Correct. that's when we get that a lot in this business as well. That was your W-2. Yep. And you, you took, went out on a limb, took a risk, jumped out of a plane yeah. um, to get away from that W-2 and start your own business.
1: Yeah, I actually started local project. So to back up a little bit, I was at Gorman Rupp, um, which is an, another fabulous place to work. I was a pump scheduler slash, um, uh, material planner there. And, uh, I was looking for something outside of, um, production, you know, outside of a factory. So I went to the area agency on aging and that was just an amazing, amazing experience. Uh, got to be around some, some, some great leaders and some great people that kind of, I don't know made me ask the, the right questions to myself like really where do I really want to be in life and and what what makes me happy. So I had already started local project pro in more of a general contractor role before I started the agency um and then business just kept getting you know it just kept getting more and more frequent and my side hustle just kind of took over and uh yeah you know, from from I was thinking about this on the way here like how am i going to frame this up but i guess the way to look at it is like it's very conventional on paper if you look at it you know the agency had everything i need well even gorman you know all these jobs had everything that you wanted the stability of the paycheck the benefits Mm -hmm. um everything was there great great team great culture but i'm i'm not conventional i mean i'm not i just had to look realize that i don't like sitting behind a computer Um, the majority of the day, and I wanted to push myself, and and I had the confidence and done my homework long enough to know that it was the right time to launch. So during the pandemic, I decided to ask my wife if it was okay to quit my job and
2: launch my business full-time, and she said absolutely. Got to check with the boss, Amanda, right there, if you're listening. Yes. I
1: love it. You took that leap of faith.
0: Yeah.
3: Right in the middle of the pandemic.
1: Yeah, well, and, and you know, I, it was a risk that was very calculated. I actually talked to a lot of people, business owners, uh, millionaires. Um, Pete, you know, he was another one of my mentors saying, hey, man, you did it. You know, like, just doing my homework to say, if I do this, you know, what's it going to look like? What do I want my business to be? What, when I establish my culture, what do I want that culture to be? Um, and tying everything together, I did a lot of homework. Um, and in doing so, one of the conversations I had, um, you know, I was kind of saying, Hey, I'm on a little bit on the fence. And the person said, Hey, um, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to go back to MTD or Gorman or or any other places that you worked, you left on good terms. Um, everyone's needs employees. The worst thing that happens is you just go right back to what you did. So it's like, that's a good point, you know, and it kind of framed it up to say, yeah, just. Uh, go for it. I I had no, you literally had nothing to lose. Yeah, I had nothing to lose, and I I don't ever. For me, and this is like, not to sound cheesy, but like I just failure is not an option. I mean, all the military training and schools I've been through, I've just always thought to myself, the only way I'm not going to complete this course or this mission is if I medically can't do it, and and that's so far been true. With the small business, I mean, we've been killing yeah. it, and uh, a lot of happy customers, and. um continue to, to, get, to gain um, visibility and, and word-of-mouth uh, referrals.
2: What a great thing, though, is a, a mindset. Failure is not an option. And I know you get that from the military, and you do too, Biggie, but a lot of that comes from your family and your upbringing as well. Man, and, if we could, and I've, t- I've mentioned it, If we could send every worthy U.S. citizen to spend one year in the military, wouldn't we be much better off?
1: Yeah, yeah. In ways, in ways, and it's interesting because then I always look at the other side of it. But then you don't like a nom; you don't want to be with someone that doesn't want to be there. You know, they had a lot yeah. of people during the draft that I didn't want to be there. So, but no, you're right. um I think that even with Gregory, my eight year old son, you know, sometimes I I just want to light him up like a drill sergeant because it's <laughs> like, too. dude, like stay focused, you know, and and move with intent, you know, like. Mm -hmm. but I think everybody has their own path, but you're right. I mean, definitely if if people can serve in the military and I don't know, and just feel that brotherhood and the the camaraderie. And I think even more importantly, test themselves to see what they're capable of. Like why live life? Why go through life? Just being another person that's walking around, stumbling around, making decisions. Why not have some purpose? And why not, um, you know, if not do it for yourself, do it for your family. But um that, that that's what the real the military did for me. I was able yeah. to to go out and make a name for myself. And it didn't matter where you came from, who your family was, how much money you had, you're getting your head shaved. You all <laughs>
0: equally sucked. Yeah,
1: yeah. You're, you're 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 just as worthless as the next person that's to the, right. their yeah. eyes. But
2: what a humbling experience. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Super cool, man. Um so how do you hope uh that you, were, you will inspire others with your story? I would say if you have a dream or you have a vision,
1: don't just go out on a whim and start a business because you think, oh, I'm going to start a business because it's my pa-. You know, Do your homework and put in the work that it takes to, to launch whatever you want to do in life successfully. But at the same time, you know, don't, don't let fear hold you back because... No one knows how long that we're here, and um, I kind of made an internal promise to, to some people that didn't make it home mm-hmm. to say, you know, I'm not going to just live life, like I said, just walking around aimlessly. I'm, I'm going to utilize my life to to do good and, and be a good person and to raise good children and be a really good husband to my wife, but just show people that, you know, we're alive and, and do something with it. It's just sad to just sit there and And waste your life and and people in this room get it and I never even met Mark Gray I mean I think I met him once at one other time but to hear your story and to hear your podcast and to see that you know you're 30 years old but you're making things happen things happen it's like hopefully you can motivate other people to 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 see there's money to be made and there's a lot of potential to positively influence people's lives um,
3: appreciate that
1: yeah for sure and it's good for me because i'm sitting here thinking like okay, how can we team up uh and i can use my knowledge and your knowledge together uh there's just not a lot of people out there that are focused on on uh on growth not even making money just just growth yeah and some of it's not even about
0: like what you were just saying it's more about mutual success it's like all oh, competitive like me against you how about us against the world how can we
1: help yeah. each other? How can we help each other? Yeah. Yep. Um, and we. How can we all win? Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of like how I look at my business. Like, how can we? How can we all win? How can the customer get what they want, and I make a living and pay my guys, and you know, be able to um, provide for my family, but at the same time, not rip people off. And like, I feel like at the end of each job, I want to shake their hand, and everyone is really happy. Yeah. And genuinely happy. Not you know yeah. because you. You know, just genuinely pumped. Yeah, and I would say, you know, you might not be the cheapest guy in town,
0: but, you know, you get what you pay for. And yeah, usually indeed. in this line of work, usually if you pay more, you usually get better product. And, you yeah. know, when you, when you put in pride and real emotional energy into what you do and you show it in your work, it's worth it. The customer is likely going to not even complain or say anything about the cost. They love the work. How could they complain? Yeah. Especially when they know the dude doing it actually enjoyed it. Because yeah. oftentimes you got people to just do it and that's it. No care. They don't care how it turns out, they just do it. The person that gets mad, you know, the client, the homeowner. We don't like that. I don't like that. I yeah. want you to put that work in and show me you care. Yeah. Cause if you care, I care even more. The next person who wants to buy that house or whatever, they're gonna care even more and they're gonna
1: know it's real. And then on the moms and dads they all say this is good work. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, it just it does. It comes from passion and I think that's what made me go ahead and launch a business full time. Um is just the fact that, hey, you know, I this is me. This is after when you shed everything away, I like to look at projects and it's a challenge and talk with the customer and and learn about them and their their vision and their dreams and then make it happen. Yeah. And you it's it's, it's a very intimate process. I mean, I I joke all the time but I have more garage codes and keys to people's houses than <laughs> I mean seriously and um and that means a lot to be able to have that confidence and trust that you know that um that they are willing to let you in their home. It's it's a very personal business. Remodeling is not Getting your car worked on. It's not like mm-hmm. any other business. It's not like even a surgery. You know, you go in to see the surgeon, they do the surgery, you walk away. A remodeling project takes a lot of time. I'm going to know your dog's name. I'm going to know that, you know. Yeah, you become family. You do. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, I can say we, my dad and I, my dad works with me now, but we have customers for years that they become friends. They become family. I yep. I could call on them if I needed to in in, in many ways. So... Shout
2: out to dad if he's listening. And, um, he's actually working. Huh? Okay. Well, he he, may be li- he can listen anytime on yeah. any one of our
1: platforms. Oh, he's going to be listening for sure after <clears throat> um, this is done.
2: And speaking of family, I want to bring this back around to um, our building here. Um, just a little side note of something, a little cool uh, note here. Um, you have a connection to this building and to the squirrel's den, which it was famously known as for years, because this building's over 100 years old. It's had many lives over its uh, many different businesses over its lifetime. So how are you connected to the Squirrels Den? So uh, my grandma, LaDonna Seacrest,
1: started the Squirrels Den back in the early 90s, I believe. She had two locations, one here and then one over um, in the Lexington Plaza on the south side of Mansfield. And yeah, ran the business successfully until she decided to retire. And so I spent, you know, some time doing remodeling in here with dad and and my grandpa was um, into the business. And, and as the business progressed, he played more of a role there. But, uh, yeah, just some cool history. And I can tell you for sure that we are all happy that, that you bought it and to, to revamp it and to bring that new life. Because you're right, like a building with that many years of age has seen a lot. And there's a lot of things in all that. I mean, the happy times, the bad times, the scary times, uh, the building in my opinion has that that that's the character of the history of the building but yeah so my grandma owned a squirrels den and, and ran it
2: here and did uh, you get some pull some entrepreneurial spirit from your grandparents or were you too young or you were uh, you, you know, were you just taking in by osmosis and you maybe didn't even know it
1: i don't know i don't know if i was <laughs> born crazy or what but <laughs>
3: genetically implanted yeah, if you're jumping out of planes yeah well, oh i'm crazy
1: there's no <laughs> doubt about it uh, my wife can tell you that but uh, i think that you know, it, it was cool to, to see that, that small business vibe whenever I would come in the store and, and things like that. And, uh, of course, I was proud of it. And um, when Obama came through and stopped in the store, I was actually deployed to Afghanistan. And he stopped and looked at the picture and said, you know, who's this up here? You got a flag up here. And she said, oh, that's my grandson. Uh, he's a loadmaster here locally. And um, so he gave her a coin. So
2: I have a presidential coin. Wow, cool. Yeah, for um, listeners out there that don't know, you know, President Obama actually came in the store actually sampled some fudge or chocolate <laughs> yeah. um, when he was here visiting. Um, what year was that, roughly? Oh I'm not sure. Or 2011? Yeah, so he or... was standing right here about in the same spot. Actually. Yeah. yeah.
1: It had to be sometime around that, that time frame, 9 or
2: – I was kind Very of wishing lucky. Mr. Trump would have stopped by instead of Mr. Obama, but that's just me.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, that, no, now listen. So we just said everybody has their own story. So now it's your, that's
2: your challenge. Now you, you have the story. i got to get so, Trump in here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wanted to speak to the jump back to the small business. And uh, you had mentioned it and how you inspire others to, you know, do your homework and go for it if you have that dream. Um, but I wanted to speak to the small business owners out there and those who are thinking of doing it. And kind of my experience, don't be looking for a quick buck. Um, You know, you got, you need to change your mindset. And I want to mention this on the last podcast. You need to change your mindset to, you know, sustainability over a quick buck. You know, I've seen too many guys, how can I make a hundred bucks? You know, that's not the answer. The answer is sustainability and building a model that repeats over and over again and taking care and serving others. Because, you know, honestly, the truth is, us small business owners we're we are not rolling in the dough where a lot of it goes to taxes bills uh, you know accountants you know you name it you the the new num- sports that you sports <laughs> sponsorships the number of expenses are unreal and I'm not complaining because that's what we signed up for and I love it I wouldn't have it any other way but you know, I I want to just provide for me and my family, and the team, and the team's family, and put everyone before myself. That's how, in the end, you will grow, right? That's a good point, point. and something that
1: you mentioned kind of triggered me. Well, with me, I reinvested into my business. I didn't really take anything from the business for three years. A little bit. Still, I mean, still barely. I'm making. I'm not making much money at all right now, but I'm reinvesting in in the the right equipment for one thing, tools. Uh, and then my employees, which I only have two right now, but I mean, making sure that they're happy, making sure that um, we're going to go through some different schools this year to make sure that we're current and um, different, you know, just, just reinvesting in the business. And it took me a long time to to realize that the money, the money never really mattered to me, I guess, because I'm making less money now than I ever have, but I'm the happiest. And. And it's because how cool is it? I, I think about this all the time. Like people ask me, oh, why'd you start your business, man? Like, I honestly started my business so that my kids can see that, you know what? My dad took a chance and he, and he made it happen. And now local project pros on the back of my jersey. And my little cousin races dirt track. And I've been sponsoring him for over 10 years. And it's just because it's cool. I can take my kids to the racetrack. They can see my business logo on the side of a race car and know the driver. And it's, you, just, you start to mature with age and, and, and realize what's really important. And, and, and taking care of people and taking care of your employees and, and just having a positive attitude um, is everything. Exactly. And, and the people that you, net, people that you network with and, and surround yourself with. I've always tried to surround myself by people that are smarter than myself and have more money than me and say, hey, and if you just ask, if you just ask people, hey, how did you do this? Like you guys are all, you know, you're starting, you're cutting your teeth and the, the flipping and stuff like that. It's like if you just go out and ask some, some old heads, hey, man, how did you make how did you make money or how would you make it now? What, what lessons have you learned? Yes. And they'll tell you. I mean, like, like yep. you said, sometimes people think it's a big competition. And, and to some, some people hold it like that. Some people say, oh, I made my money and this, is, you know. I'm holding that's like cool dude. You keep that nugget and you 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 die with that information. But for me, I don't want that. I don't want that. I wanna be able to
2: say, hey man, if Jason can do it, (laughs) anyone can do it. So and there's more than I always say Grant Cardone always says, there's no shortage of success. You know, if there's if you're willing to work hard and help others and learn from others, yeah. You know, there's right, you're you're willing to help others. There's no secrets. Let's help each other out. There's so much business to go around so many people out there that need help in one form or another, you know, so there's no reason to be selfish with it.
0: Yeah. I would say there's just the world. You don't know that the possibility is even there and until you get in it. And then once you start doing it, you start getting a little bit of success, then you know, like the sky's the limit. Yeah. But if you don't get into there, that, that world, you never know what's even possible. But once you're in, like there is no shortage of success, especially if you're, Driven by success, you'll know that like I can just keep doing this and doing this and doing this, and you'll die and you'll wish, man, you could have still done more.
1: Yeah, yeah. You always, I think that um, I, I can. I'm gonna really chew this up, but I just heard recently, how do you never know that you did your best until you just keep pushing to do better? I mean, yeah,
0: like you're only gonna right. know from reflection, right? Yeah. Okay, how would I did that better? Oh, was that actually a good job? You know, based on what I'm
1: doing now. You can you imagine? Like being younger and saying like, when you thought something was a big deal, you know what I mean? Like yeah, <laughs> when you, yeah. when you first did something, you Perspective. Thought, yeah, exactly. When yeah. I, when I graduated from basic training, man, I was, you know, it was great. And then you, it's like a drug you, you, okay, I did that. Now what's next? What's, and just keep growing uh, and pushing yourself because you can lay down at any point, but it's the ones that don't and just keep pushing that um, can find their real potential.
2: Never give up. And then through yeah.
0: the whole thing, you want to make sure you know when to kind of pause. Yeah, that's you don't want to burn yourself out. You know, to you just reflect don't what's going do on what's going on. You just keep going, but you got to know when to kind of take a break. It's okay, take a break, but yeah. don't stop. Take a break.
3: Take a step back, look at what's going on, make your next move. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think like it, a lot of it has to do with mindset of who you're talking to and everything, because you don't know what you don't know. So that person might open your mind up, change your mindset.
2: Great point. Jason Seacrest with Local Project Pro. What is an interesting fact or story that many folks may not know about you?
1: Well, all I can say is I'm glad that um, cell phones with video cameras and all that are, <laughs> are popular now and back, when I, back when I was uh, young. But no, um, interesting fact. Well, we were just talking. Uh, I like to play the drums. Yes. Um, so I've jammed with some, some bands, uh, just thrown together, you know, people jamming, but I do like music a lot. It's kind of, uh, it's always been a passion of mine and growing up, listening to classic rock and, and, uh, music is very powerful. Um, so yeah, I'm a drummer. Um, you know, when, when you asked me that question about being an entrepreneur, it started young because, uh, my first business, uh, my mom helped me. Uh, looking back now, she kind of was the business, but uh, my first business was lawn mowing business. I was 14, I sold uh, my drum set and did some other stuff, and I got a, uh, a riding mower and a push mower. And My mom drove me around in her two-wheel drive uh, regular cab truck, and we would cut grass here in Mansfield um, for my cousin who had kind of grown out of it. But but even back then, I was hustling. I mean, and that, that's just it. Oh, yeah. I mean, hard work. If you really put the hours in and Um, and try, if nothing else, you're going to make money and learn. But that was good, you know, even at that age. Uh, So there's two interesting things. I play the drums, and
2: I can cut grass. Awesome, (laughs) And Let me go back to the drumming thing. Jason was hanging out over at my house uh, a few months back, and we jammed in my basement, yes. and So once you jam with somebody, you know you have to have a band name. So we came up with a few. I think... I think Project Dream was our final <laughs> band name. We kind of we kind of combined Dream Hughes Realty with Local Project Pro, and we came up with Project Dream. I put you first because you're more talented than I am, so I put your name in front of Project Dream. Oh, there we go. I, I can yeah. already
0: see the cover. <laughs> oh, it's going to be on the cover for <laughs>
2: sure. I <laughs> know. No. That's good. We're putting you on the cover. Much better looking, younger than me. Less gray hairs. <laughs>
1: What are your plans for the future? What are your plans for the business? It's, it's kind of chaotic. I'm a little bit, I don't know, ADD, I think, because I have different visions uh, for the business, but one of them I, I would like to, once I get more capital built up, I would like to, um, I'd like to start doing some new builds, possibly some doubles. Uh, my brother-in-law and I have talked about possibly doing some um, storage units, and that was kind of... Um, came to be because a conversation where I was trying to put my car in storage for the winter and I couldn't find a place and then I started digging into what's the demand for it and and then every place around here is completely full so yeah and I even called I even talked to Pete and I'm like hey man you got any place to put this car and he's like no but reach out to so-and-so and then they were full um, so don't steal my idea. Uh, Mark just <laughs> wrote something down, but well, but lots no. of stuff out there. But guys. no, but seriously. So we're, see, I'm already getting sidetracked. But what I was getting at. So I have different visions. Um, like one of them being new builds. Um, of course, my core business will always be high end remodeling, uh, and then also um, I am uh, a contractor for the area agency on aging. So I, I do want to. Uh, focus on their programs a little bit more, uh, and do some remodeling and rehab stuff with them because, uh, my, my short time at the agency, one thing that opened my eyes, um, a little bit was the, the need for senior housing and the need for, um, places for the baby boomers to go and, uh, and kind of age in place. So that's another focus of mine. And it might even be an offshoot of local project pro. It might even be named something else, but, how can I leverage my experience there and, um, and, and work a little bit in senior housing and, um, and just housing in general. So, um, when I was at the area agency on aging, shout out to, uh, Patton, but, you know, she, she's a great leader and and she taught me some things about myself that I didn't even realize, you know, I guess she kind of opened my eyes to things, but, um, but one of the things is, uh, and I have had, multiple conversations of how can we work together and uh, maybe I could be a GC on some of their projects too. So yeah, um, sky's the limit. I, I mean, if anything else about my life, you can tell I've done a lot of things. I've done a lot of jobs. Um, I'm not just walking down the road with blinders on. So if someone comes to me with some potential or if I see there's a gap somewhere, uh, a niche market, I'm willing to flex and, um, and change with what the need, whatever the need is.
3: A while back, I heard something somebody was saying that your success is your ability to adapt to your surroundings. So,
1: yeah, I, I, I could see that for sure. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you can just stay headstrong and this is what I do and this is my core business, and then you're just going to drive it right off a cliff. And uh, you have to know kind of when to shift and when to, when to hold firm. But yeah, no, I agree 100%. Um, I've done um, a lot of different jobs and, and it's given me a good overall um, view. Of what um, different businesses are like, and and you learn from each one. I mean, you learn. You know, my first job, I worked with my uncle Mike in a machine shop, and it was one of the best times of my life. I, I met some amazing, amazing people, fabricators and welders, and so I understand, you know, what it's like to work. I, I've had many jobs where, you know, it's not it's not all gravy. And like you said, with with running a business and and being an entrepreneur, um, yeah, you might see people with uh, you know nice vehicles and doing this and doing that. But it's it's all been earned with late nights and and stress and, and and calculated risk
2: oh yeah the famous quote by Robert Frost says you work faithfully for someone for eight hours a day for 10 years you eventually get to be the boss and work for 16 hours a day yeah so yeah and then yeah. hopefully at the end of the year after you pay all the bills you have a little something left yeah because <laughs> it's legit
1: yeah it, it is it's tough um but like but like you said it's to be able to build a business that's sustainable and for me another one of my things kind of going back to your original question is i want to gain some younger talent um some people some people with a little bit of experience but have them work with my dad and myself and um and gain the knowledge and experience and then i, I need to start building my team and focusing on hiring people because it's just me and two other guys and then some other subcontractors but I don't want to scale too fast, but at the same time, I kind of have to hit it now while the market's super, super hot. And I also have to be able to train people the way I want them trained and um, that attention detail, that, that perfectionist mentality. It's, it's very rare. There's not a lot of, I worked with a lot of different contractors and stuff and, you know, each, each contractor or remodeling person has their own market. And some of them are high end. Some of them are you know that they just want to come in and get something done. It's new, it's nice, it's clean, uh, and that's that's cool. I mean, everybody has their thing, but I want someone that's you know it's well rounded and um, and has the skill that that I can't teach them. And, and most of it's just self motivated. And you know, again, just all those small things that come together to make a, a good a good employee. And I'll get there. It's just going to take some time.
2: Mm-hmm time to grow time to go 10x it sounds like well yeah and you gave me that book and I honestly
1: with the kids I don't get much time to read yep. but it is I mean yeah and exactly I was actually telling someone I think a couple of days ago about talk we were talking about scaling and I said you want to know someone that's scaling fast I said dream huge man you know from the time back then I think when I was, we had like what two employees or something and or two uh, agents and now It's spreading like wildfire, and that was two years ago. Yeah, and and that's not because that was that's just not a fluke. I mean, people are coming to you for a reason, and um, yeah, I think I think maybe one of the main reasons is uh, you take time to listen to people, and you you mean you took time with me. You didn't have to do that, (laughs) you know, and so that means a lot to people, and uh, and just like opportunities like this, Mm -hmm. Um, and and working together, and I even had the opportunity to do some remodeling for. Uh, your property so Mm -hmm. it all it all comes back around if you're smart about it
2: you know it's definitely a testament to the team though because it's just you know i can only do so much yeah um so you got, got great guys like mark gray and justin bigelow man i mean it's just amazing um and they're they're scaling their business as well yeah um so no it's it's yeah rising tide raises all ships man around here so that's what we love
0: yeah we have a lot of ideas about uh, scaling all types of ideas oh
2: yeah and that's I, and if,
1: dream huge publishing dream huge films <laughs> just dream huge everything yep. <laughs> well and that's just it i mean once you like you said you know once you have your core fundamentals and your and the culture and the people to do things with and you can leverage each other's talents then sky's the limit but sometimes um you know, that can cripple a business too. You know, if you get, if you get, start getting too wild too fast. Yeah. But look too what Zillow, of, look too too Zillow did this
2: year. Yeah. yeah. Or last year. They were getting to the eye buying business. Yeah. That was, uh, that was about two, three years in the making. And they bought way too many houses and they, they had to lay off 25% of their workforce. Like that. They you should know. have stopped, they lost a bunch of money on those houses.
0: In hindsight, you can't know this, but they should have stopped buying at
2: COVID. That's the problem. Or not COVID dropped. Tri- or just, the bought prices surged. or yeah, just, just bought less. Or just bought less. less. Yeah. Because a lot of the the other I buyers out there, and this is just a side subject, but they did just fine. They did good because they didn't go to that scale. So, yeah, there's a sweet spot there, right? You don't yeah. want to overextend yourself. Yeah. um, Don't buy too many properties. Um, That applies right to us. <laughs> get, get your own property situated before you go buy more. Well, that's like me with the, and, you know,
1: bringing on people on board. Like, I don't know how long this is going to last. You know, I don't want to. Uh, take on, you know, multiple people and yeah, I have enough work now, but um, what's it look like for the future? So I'm just being very slow and, and, and methodical and uh, and working with, you know, with what with what I have and um, and getting in there. I mean, I work in the field uh, most of the times all day and then come home and, and work at night. And um, it kind of leads me right into uh, what I wanted to make sure that I hit in this discussion when you talk about like what's next and everything like without my wife and my kids, I, you know, especially my wife, um, having that faith in me and, and putting up with me and, uh, um, and just being a wonderful mom without that, that backbone. And I've even talked to you about a it, piece like, you know, you, you have a good wife and, and you're, that's critical. It doesn't need, you know, a partner, whoever, right. whoever you have, it's for your success. You have to have that, that peace of mind. And, and when I asked her, Hey, you know. You think it's time for me to take a local project pro full time, and she's like, absolutely. You know, she had my back, and and even if it would fail, um, she you know she wouldn't care. Uh, so yeah, yeah.
2: Shout out to Amanda. Yeah, right for there. sure. Awesome. She
1: was
0: probably wanting to make you do it sooner. And- yeah.
1: Well, and, and that's just it. And and she's been actually. She's I always joke with her and say she's like my salesman that I don't pay because uh, you know Facebook has been great for my business because people have the opportunity to see some of the work that we do, and she shares it. Uh, and a lot of other people share my posts and then they say, oh, wow, you know, look what Jason's doing. And this is some really nice high end work. And so then people, um, I'll come give an estimate and I'll do work for them. And then, you know, word of mouth is everything in, in my business. And that's what I want, really. I really, I really want just the word of mouth customers that know that when they come to me, um, I, like you said, I, I'm probably not going to be the cheapest. I'm not going to be overly expensive, but uh, I'm gonna use quality products and I'm gonna um, be very thoughtful in the process and do what's right for the customer i'm not I'm not trying to just sell a kitchen to someone i'm I'm trying to um, you know establish that relationship with them so that way any future business I know that I have you know from them or at least give me the opportunity to bid it um, but uh, I'm trying to you know secure that relationship and so
0: yeah, I like to call that advocacy. Yeah, you're trying to. You're not really trying to build a bunch of customers. You're trying to build advocates. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Because it's not just one and done. It's one and then unlimited referrals. Creating an advocate for you and your business.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what you need. And I have that. I mean, I can cannot thank my customers and my friends and family enough because, you know, all they share my posts. They, everyone wants to help. You know, and and that's huge because when we live in a small community like this, um, that's that really matters. And it's it's critical to keep your 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 reputation up because just as fast as it can you know rage to the top it can, it can cripple you so you gotta stay focused yeah
2: and then i, I, gotta, I gotta go back to your <laughs> shout out to amanda and the you know the amazing support that she gives you and you just did an excellent job explaining how important that relationship is and that support and um really um i'm I got to backtrack because I got in trouble because I didn't even mention Lisa on my podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she's like, you didn't even mention me. I says, so everything, Lisa, I know you're listening to this one because you know Jason as well. So ditto everything Jason just said about Amanda. Same goes for you, babe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I know these guys feel the same way. Um, yeah, it's- You know, your significant other is, you know, if you have a good team at home, that's that's such a huge piece of it you know it would not be possible without that so yeah
1: And my wife and my family i mean my you know this business you know learning through my dad over all the years yes. doing doing side jobs with him and learning from him and um you know i didn't realize i was gaining as much knowledge as i was and 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 how to actually do the work so i got really good sense of business um from all my other you know experience i guess you could mm-hmm. say and i got a business degree but college you know that's just had to do that to, to to make it in this world, but, um, you know, but learning everything from my dad and and his passion and and seeing his attention to detail with the work that I do is critical or or was critical. Um, get me where I'm at. And then even through deployments, I mean, you talk about family support. Um, I, I, I was deployed three times and I had Amanda with me for two of them. Um, but I had my mom and dad and, you know, everybody else for all of them. But, uh, you really find out how important family is when, when you don't have them, you know, and when they're across the world. So, uh, yeah, you can, you can do whatever you want. You can have as many businesses as you want. You can make as much money as you want. But uh, family is everything, especially for me, and being a good example for my kids and, and having them proud of me and, and my accomplishments uh, and, and just a person who I am. That's, that's everything for me. And I always just think if I die tomorrow... Did I go out the way I wanted? And, and so I try to, each day, I try to,
2: you know, put my Goal best. That. Exactly. One
0: yeah. percent better mm-hmm. every day. Yeah, that's,
2: that's, that's the, uh, Ruth. that's the uh, exercise where you write your eulogy today. Yeah. How would you like it to be read? So that's, that's pretty cool when you can set that up and have your legacy kind of uh, always be working on your legacy. Work in progress. Um, so, all right. So I think we're ready to move on to the huge four. That's my oh. res- that's my professional wrestler's voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark- man. Mark's gonna hit you with the huge four. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Right.
1: What 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 is a huge four? Just a bunch Just of questions. Four questions. Okay. Yeah.
3: It's our big four questions. Alright. Huge
1: four. And then, then we're gonna have a
2: wrestling match. i down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right.
3: So what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career?
1: Dude, um career as in my remodeling business? Yeah, so if you could go back and tell
3: yourself one thing when starting out, what would it be?
1: I don't know maybe even do maybe even reach out to more people that are are in the field uh, i I mean, I have reached out to even other business owners that are uh, what someone could say um, competition, but just even do more research I, I guess that's you could say that about anything but but really um, and and see kind of. If I would if I were going to split the business off into different sections, like kind of write that out and and have more of a business plan uh, before I started, to to just to make sure that, that my goals were aligning as I progressed, because time passes by so fast, you know, it's it'll be before well I'll see you in a, again, you know, it'll be a couple of years or whatnot, but you just see random people and it's like, oh yeah, you've been in business for you know whatever right. just like kind military you know I was like oh man you've been in for this long and and you make that transition from the new guy to now you're one of the senior guys and you're a leader now so yeah um and and so i always just like to kind of leverage the connections and and talk about um
4: you know what what it looks like so i guess that's a
1: kind of an answer to that question but what's the next one
4: all right what was your biggest
3: failure what'd you learn from it?
1: Man, my biggest failure. I guess I've always kind of pivoted or looked at things differently as far as failing goes. Maybe I failed, but you don't consider even... it a failure. Consider yeah. it progress. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly,
2: A lesson, um, it's learning. It's not failing. Yeah. Yes. I guess mm-hmm.
1: that's kind of how I look at it, or I try to stay positive and say, "Yeah, that didn't work out." Um, I, I, well, so here's not really a failure, but something I struggle with is, you know, and this is a lot goes for a lot of veterans, and it's it's the, the struggle to to become a civilian, to come back to civilian life and do everything that we've done and and live that life. And then, okay, now I'm just Jason and I'm a dad and a, and a husband. And it's tough to, um, it's really, it's really been a struggle for me to transition to a civilian life and kind of, you know, just keep moving because it's hard, man. I, I'll, I'll tell you. So it really—it's not really a failure, but it's—I can tell you. Um, there's times where, you know, in my relationship with Amanda, I wish I would have handled things differently, and not like at a serious level, but like, you know, you, it's just—it's just hard, man, to to transition from a, a
2: soldier or an airman to a civilian. Well, there's there's a lot of that sentiment out there, right? That is a very difficult thing to do. We could do an entire show just on that. Yeah what what specifically is difficult what 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 are the main changes in lifestyle that really stuck out to you
1: um i think the biggest thing is there's so much responsibility um you know there's so much responsibility and so much stress and pressure and movement and um anxiety and um it's just all that and then it kind of has compound for me so like My 0304 deployment was over a year long, so I never really healed from that one. And then I went to another one. And then I think that's what most, you know, most service members do. You don't ever really fully heal, recover from what you've gone through, and then you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And then when it stops, when everything stops is when you try to have that, you know, that support team around you to be there for you, because it's hard, man. You go from someone that, you know, driving a Humvee, running missions each day, you know, you're living in a, whatever, a modified, uh, modified house, you know, out of a bombed out palace and, and you're doing all these things and I have all this stress, stress on you and you don't know if you're going to get blown up. And then, then you come home and everything slows down. Like I said, and your biggest worry for the day is, you know, what are you going to eat for lunch? So, Yeah. It's hard, man. I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is,
2: um, I don't know. I, is it like an adrenaline that you have to almost dial down? Yeah, I, can, I see it as like when, I'm,
0: when you're saying that, I'm, I'm feeling it too. Yeah. You know, you did more time, so I assume, it. I kind of guess it would maybe be more of a shock because you spent that lifestyle longer. You know, I just did four years, but I can relate with everything you're saying. It's like the blood just finally rushes to your head. it's just always just going, and it just like all comes back maybe to your heart, and then like you can feel it, and it's just like wow and it's and that's where the anxiety kicks in. it's just this overall it's like the world will spread out, and then all of a sudden it's just you and you have to deal with it all, all the trauma, all the anxiety, all the crap,
1: and you finally have to like think about it yeah, and i I think that's just it, like you said, you have to think about it and uh and, um, I mean, I've, I've gained a lot of things from it, though. Um, I, I have some great relationships. I still cl- stay close with a few of the guys that I served with. And, um, and that sense of pride, I can tell you that um, it was a very, I always tell people my deployments were the worst time of my life, but then also the best times of my life. I mm-hmm. mean, at the end of the day, we got to do some pretty awesome shit. I mean, period. You know, you're, you're that young and you're in the moment and you're, you're doing things that people could just, dream about or they've watched on TV and you're, you're actually doing it in, in real time, but it, it takes a toll on you. And, um, it's really important for me to, to keep busy, to keep my mind off of things sometimes. And I think that's kind of where my side hustling is always. I think a lot of that stems from keeping my mind busy and okay, if I'm not, you know, if I'm not doing this, then where am I, where's my mind at? Where am I going to go? So my mind, uh, needs to stay focused and I focus on my business and my kids and, um, but it's, it's been all right. I mean, I'm, I'm doing quite well actually with, you know, with, with my mental health and everything like that. And it is important though. I want people to always to know that, uh, you know, there's highs and lows with everything, but you just gotta, you gotta push through it and, and ask people for help when you need it. And it's, that's where, you know, it's, it's important to find someone that, that can relate and can understand and can put up with you because Amanda's done an amazing job, um, helping me and uh, and being my support system along with my family and, and my other people that I deployed with. But yeah, it's uh all that rolls up into currently where I'm at and um and uh, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great experience. But I'll be honest, a lot of it I'm glad is behind me and you know awesome. Now outside of the next question. Would you say that you wouldn't be here where you're, what you're doing today without your military experience? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, cause it, it gave me the confidence and also it is a good, it's a good, I don't really want to call it a selling point, but it's something that people can, like you said, either relate to or it's a respect thing. I mean, I can sit there and say, okay, at least, you know. That I've held a security clearance for over ten years. You know that the military's trusted me with a whatever million-dollar aircraft and the, all the, the lives on board. And you know I've been so it's like, can I handle your kitchen remodel and make sure right. that it runs so smoothly? Like, yeah, I I can handle that, and and I'm gonna be able to um, um, to come through for you. But yeah, to answer your question, it it's definitely each each little path I've taken military or civilian has just led me right into the next path. And it's, it's just been great. And, and it's not luck. It's, it's me being motivated and trying to find what that path is and, and how can I get there? You know, and I don't know. It's, it's funny because some people look at other people and like, man, that guy's lucky. Like, no, that dude's trying. I mean, he's, he's putting in the effort and putting in the work. You gotta, you gotta make your own luck. Sometimes that's right. Um, so
3: the harder I work, the luckier I get.
4: Yeah,
1: seriously, that's for real. Love that quote.
3: All right. So, um, what's one of the best resources that have helped you along the way?
1: Resources, like external resources, like um,
2: anything. anything. Yeah. Anything. Whatever comes
1: to mind. I would say, just talking with people, talking with with other people that have gone through similar things. Um, that whatever I'm going through, I, I've always leveraged people and ask questions a lot. I've I've been asking questions my whole life. I just I I guess I just always want to learn. And then if someone's already done something or if they have some valid uh, inputs for me, then I'm just gonna ask the question. And again, just surround yourself with people that are that are either where you want to be or they're more successful or not even that, just good people. Sometimes you can learn stuff from um, just good people. I would, you know, I was raised a lot by my great grandparents. My mom had me really young and, um, I spent a lot of time with them and they instilled a lot of good work ethic and to just be kind and to be a good person and, and to show, you know what they, they showed me how to treat your wife. My grandpa and my grandma loved each other and the old school relationships will show you how you should treat your other, your, your significant other. Um and that, that really helped mold me from an early age.
3: Cool, cool. Um, what are two books that have helped you?
1: Have that you, have inspired you? Listen, man, I knew you were gonna ask that. <laughs> and I was sitting here <laughs> thinking like, should I lie or what? Um Yeah, I don't read. Or, I just listen to Audible. Yeah. Or podcasts or <clears throat> I whatever honestly it might be. don't do any of that. I don't During read. a huge podcast. I don't podcasts. um Yeah, I mean, well, I do, I do listen to your guys' podcast, and I have learned from that. Um, I guess I, I'm, I'm a research person, so, so your question to me was like two books I've read. So I don't really read books per se, but I will look up all the information. Let's say, for instance, I'm doing a, a kitchen, or someone mentioned something to me about a different layout, or I will just research the heck out of something uh, to the point where most people would just, be exhausted by it, but
2: see that's Jason's secrets for you. He doesn't read books, he reads construction material pamphlets. Yeah, seriously Yeah. I mean <laughs> right? that sounds These like a manuals. miserable life, yes. right? User yeah. manuals, right? You yeah dissect yeah. them and but seriously right? it's hey, like that's passion. That's focus. All right, so here, yeah.
1: here's here's the truth to So like last night I'm in, you know, kicking it with my son Gregory and I'm and I'm reading I'm researching on this 24 inch um level five drywall tool. So I can skim coat this ceiling that I have coming up. It's going to be, it was like 95 bucks, but it's going to give me a better result for my customer and make my job easier. So I'm researching that and like re- reading the reviews and watching videos on how to use it. So I'm constantly. What is that? It's a, it's a, all it is, it's like a, a knife, but it's, it's 24 inches wide. Good. So like when you're coming up to, you know how normally like a, you step up your knives when you're doing drywall works, so like a six inch, you're going to do your. Uh your initial pass width and then you're gonna you're gonna fan your knife out into bigger widths. Right. Well they got level five, um, which is just a brand name and I'm not sponsored by them in any way. But (laughs) level five, they make nice drywall tools. So a twenty four inch knife you can grab with both hands. And so when I'm feathering out a ceiling, it's just gonna give you a completely smooth finish instead of trying to take like a fourteen or something and go left and go right and try to sand it out. Right. And so to most people that sounds like a miserable conversation or a miserable thing to read. But to me it's like it's going to make my guys more effective. It's going to make me more money. And I'm learning about something that, you know, people may not even know about. Uh, so I just like to research that. And um,
4: so, yeah. I mean, that's
1: genius. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> make your job quicker. Time is money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Time is money and um, frustration. Uh, and it, it, everybody everybody benefits from it. Less drywall does. So, yeah, it's it's a win all the way around. And I like history. I like um Different things like that, I guess. But, yeah, as far as reading books, I, I got three little ones. So if I'm not singing the, the latest Disney movie, then <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing.
2: Awesome. Okay, we're going to hit you with the rapid fire round, and then we'll let you get back to work, man. All right, Appreciate you good. taking time yeah, on your busy sure. schedule. All right, rapid fire round. shoo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm having flashbacks. Yeah, sorry about that. that so you're safe. You're here in Mansfield. Um, what is your spirit animal? A monkey. <laughs>
1: I've
2: right? heard that one yet.
1: That's the first thing I up Go ahead, baby. I like monkeys. We'll uh, go around the table. Yeah, what's your guilty pleasure? Peanut m ms
4: Got it. What's your favorite movie? Braveheart. Nice.
2: Um, where is your uh dream vacation destination? You've been all over the world. Yeah,
1: honestly, <laughs> wherever Amanda wants to go. I, I, I dreamed, of, yeah, maybe Hawaii. Okay, so
2: that's where Amanda wants to go. Yeah, from.
1: wherever she wants to lay out okay. by the beach, I'm good there with. There you go. So what's your go-to karaoke song
0: if you do karaoke? <laughs> yeah. Like in the oh, car. Some ka- something classic
1: rock. Yeah, classic rock. I don't know. Uh. Maybe "Working Man" by Rush. Yeah, that's good. I'd be a killer. Nice. Yeah.
2: Do you drum and sing, or have you in the bands that you played in?
1: Uh, no, not like lead vocals. I mean, I, I guess you know what. Honestly, I probably do sing with them, but I don't. They don't give me a mic. Oh. (laughs) I just like to jam. Man, tell me what a mic next time. Hey, we'll try it out. We'll try it out. I'll give you a mic if we jam at my place again. I'll pull some Phil Collins off for you. (laughs) There you go.
4: (laughs) What is something you fear? Snakes.
2: Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like snakes. What is your greatest accomplishment? My greatest accomplishment is being a dad, for sure. Having my babies. I like that deep breath right before he answers, yeah. too. He said, just you take that and you let that sink in, and pretty cool being a dad. Yeah, it's the coolest, actually. Um, so, who's your favorite
1: superhero? Probably Spider Man, because okay. my son loves him
4: what's your favorite sports team
1: sports team i'm weird in that aspect as i don't really watch sports but uh i would say whatever kids whatever team one of my kids is playing soccer basketball because i really don't watch anything um any professional teams or college or anything Hmm. so yeah so i'm at the now that's the interesting fact you should have mentioned earlier Because a lot reading. of people
0: think men are
1: into sports. Yeah. Oh, I'm I do not fit in at any gathering. So like you know how the guys are always talking about calves or yeah. whatnot or yeah. hunting. I killed yeah, this, I
2: the jersey on today. I killed this
1: <laughs> buck that had like a crazy rack, and I'm like, Jesus like, can somebody talk with me about a drywall tool over yeah, here? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm definitely it, it, me and Amanda. We 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 joke about it all the time, but I'm definitely not your typical uh, guy. I don't really watch any sports at all. Um, but. Uh, I guess just to answer the question, I'll say the Browns.
2: There we go. <laughs> um, finally, what is your favorite food besides peanut M&M? Chinese food. You got a uh, go-to place here in town?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, any Chinese
2: is usually pretty
1: good, but um, uh, I got to give my shout-out down to... Um, Cross from Kroger's. Empress Express, I'm sorry. Oh, Empress. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my good if I'm in the area I get um pepper steak with no vegetable. So
2: it's essentially a pile of meat. Yes. <laughs> no veggies. Too healthy. No, good raw protein, please. <laughs> um all right. Hey, um thank you so much, Jason, for joining us today. Any final things you want to touch on? Or did we cover it pretty well? No, it's
1: it seems pretty extensive, but I just appreciate you guys having me and uh I look forward to
2: talking more about the potential to team up on some other projects. Absolutely. So, yeah, Jason Sechrist with Local Project Pro, uh, localprojectpro.com to contact him. Um, and to all the listeners out there, thank you for listening to the Dream Huge podcast with Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow, and myself, Pete Peterson. And as always, remember the rules, work We're, hard, never, never give up, up and, and dream huge. huge.
0: Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more inspiring content, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dream Huge Realty and on TikTok at Dream
4: Huge Inc. Until next time.